0: We are gathered in your name, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you. In this moment, it doesn't matter how I feel, or how they feel, how, how any of us feel. What matters is we are gathered in your name, Jesus. And it says, according to your word, which we trust and believe, that we, when we are gathered in your name, you are in the midst of us. So thank you, Lord, for being in the midst of us. Father There are many needs represented in this room, spiritual needs, physical needs absolutely, Lord, but I'm speaking like, what are we doing? Sorry, brother. I thought I just turned my thing off and kind of turned back on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, minister to our, our spiritual needs as we are in your presence. Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Lord, these are not just mere words. This is your word. Lord, do we want joy? Absolutely. Do we want pleasure? Sure, Lord. But, Lord, in this moment, Lord, teach us that the true pleasures of this life and the life to come can only be found in your presence. Lord, it is you that we long for. Father, there are many under the sound of my voice in this room, digitally. Father, that truly are looking, truly are searching, hoping to find you in spirit and in truth. So Lord, this morning help us Help us, Lord, to be discerners. Help us, Lord, by Your Spirit to receive Your truth and only Your truth. Get this servant out of the way. Let all distractions just fall by the wayside. Lord, reveal Yourself to us no matter where we are, no matter how spiritual that we think we are, no matter how long we've been studying Your Word. Lord, please, reveal Yourself to us in a real and in a mighty way this morning that we may be changed and walk out of here and bring glory to Your name the way we live. Amen? Amen. So I just want to share with you really quick, uh, I, about 12-something this morning, I received a uh, a text from Tori Beth and our young people who are in Mexico, as many of you know, um, and they were praying for breakthrough. There had been people that were there uh, ministering, and they hadn't had any breakthrough as of yet, so, but she was... Uh, uh, very excited when she texted and said, uh, they just started, they had just gotten started, and two people had already given their lives to the Lord. Amen? Amen. 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 So that's good. And so let's keep, continue to remember Tori, Beth, and our young people in prayers as they minister in Mexico. Amen? Amen. 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 So, listen, I, I, I want to forewarn you, and thank you for all for visiting with us. I appreciate you. And uh, for those who, who are not here, maybe watching, or you've just decided, whatever you've decided, this is going to be different. I, I've been um, frustrated for a little while. Is it really not with you, know, with you or with but in general, with the way things are, the way things are going, and it's obvious we're in the last days, and um, I just want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can do. And so, I just want to bring to your remembrance, and, and you know where we were from um, last week, we were, uh, stop fighting the battle in the flesh, because we're in this spiritual battle. We are, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, or whether you've picked up your dukes and you're fighting this fight or not, we are in a spiritual battle. And if you're not in a spiritual battle, that means, my brothers or my sisters, that you're not engaged, you've probably either been already overcome or you're just not into it, you're just not a believer. Because if you are a true believer, if you are born again, you are in a spiritual battle, whether you like it or not. And so let me just remind you in Ephesians six twelve: for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are in a spiritual battle. And the, listen... The reason why I want to bring that up again, we're going to go through where we've been because there is definitely where the Lord has brought us to places and to points. And I really do believe that we're in this season and those of you who are listening, who have been listening, there is a decision that we must make. Amen? So now watch. Spiritually speaking, there's no question about it. The truth says that we are in a spiritual battle. But my brothers and sisters, the battle isn't against that person who the enemy may be working through. And we have to get that through our minds and in our hearts and in our heads because we have to love people. right? Jesus loved me before I was born again. That's how I became born again. So we have to love people who are outside of Christ right now, even if they are being used mightily by the devil. They don't even know it. So, and for me, I, want, uh, I the, 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 the Apostle by Holy Spirit is saying something very specific and very genuine, very real to us, is that we cannot look at other human beings and th- that person is my enemy. We can't look at other people as our enemies, even if they have a totally different view than we do, politically, geopolitics, whatever, that vaccine, no vaccine, I'm, I'm so sick of the stuff but it doesn't matter. We can't look at people who have an opposing opinion and they're our enemies. How can we win them to the Lord? No, we don't necessarily like their opinion. We don't necessarily agree with them, but they're not our enemy. We need to pray for them. We need to minister Christ to them. Amen? So remember what it said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And that's speaking to us. Uh, that's not speaking to me bringing someone else's thoughts into captivity. First, I have to work on my own thoughts. Okay, so now let me backtrack a half a step here. If I can get it in my mind that Eddie is not my enemy, he's never been my enemy, never will be my enemy, it's the philosophy and the thing that says because his skin color is different than me, we should be enemies, we're different. No! Are you with me? Okay, so my thought has to be taken into captivity. Those kind of thoughts... And until I do that, I am not going to be able to be effective as God's witness. I'm not going to be effective, and I'm not going to... Listen, I have these spiritual weapons that are at my disposal, but if I'm acting in the flesh, if I'm acting according to the thoughts of the former man, there's those, those spiritual weapons are just null and void in my life. Amen? Amen? Amen. I cannot fight a spiritual battle with weapons in the flesh. That work. So then two, now that was last week. Two weeks ago, remember God deserves our best? Remember God deserves, and remember where we were in Malachi. I, I have the scripture, we'll put it up there, it's Malachi chapter 1, 7 and 8, just for your remembrance. You offered defiled food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? When you offer the lame and sick, is that not evil? Offer it then to your governor, would he be pleased with you? Would He accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts. My brothers and sisters, remember that I titled that message, God Deserves Our Best. And you know, the fact of the matter is, it's all about worshiping Him. The week before that, the message was, God, listen, we're created for worship. We are created to worship God. Oh come, let us, Psalm 95, Oh come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God. Period. Period. That says it all. Two things actually. He's our maker. I didn't make me. He made me. He's my God. That in and of itself says it all. He is deserving of my worship. He's deserving of my adoration. I would not be here had it not been for Him. And He loved me so much that, listen, He allowed me Freedom of choice. He allowed me to make my own decisions about Him. Even though He made it very plain who He was and how He felt about me. Remember, love isn't love unless you have a choice. Love speaks to me how I am committed to you, not how you make me feel. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God who was committed to us. He created us. He gave us free will. He we, and when we blew it as mankind in Adam and Eve, when we, He still always had it in His heart to listen to bring us back to His garden. Always, and we will be. Amen. Amen. All right, spiritually we are. Spiritually we are already there. So remember also in that uh, message uh, three weeks ago, uh, the ten lepers. You know, we were studying that on Wednesday. I ended up using it also on Sunday. Remember, out of the ten lepers, the one that went back went back to Jesus after he realized he had been uh, cleansed of his leprosy. Look at with me in Luke 17, 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. But when he realized what had happened, what did he do? What does that position show us? That position shows us that he was worshiping Jesus. He was healed. Oh, yeah, well, if God healed me of leprosy, I surely I would. If you are a born-again Christian, you are healed. If you are a born-again Christian, you've been delivered. Delivered. If you are a born-again Christian, you've been translated from the, listen, from the kingdom of darkness into His marvelous light. So what more does He need to do in order for you to fall down on His feet and worship Him? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah! Don't shout me down now this morning! This is what needs to change. We, we take that for granted, and we're not... We, you know, He deserves our best. Isn't that what we... What the message... was? You know, and I want to... I, <clears throat> Listen, don't do me a favor. <laughs> don't tell me how great the message was, how much the Lord ministered to you, and then the following week you don't show up. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of anything you say, well, unless you come here every week, God's not... Re- I'm not saying that. But, but listen, just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. If God is really ministering, then then let God minister. Amen? Amen? Okay, but if God is really ministering, if God is really speaking to you, then that shouldn't make you, well, then that Tony, he's he's a good preacher, teacher. Fooey! No! I'm not! What happens is God who loves you is speaking directly to you. You, He's already dealing with you on something at some level. And sometimes you're paying attention to Him and sometimes you're not. But you happen to be here in a moment when God said, I'm going to use that little Italian guy who's willing to listen to my voice and he's willing to speak where I'm telling him to speak. Because I love you so much, there you are, there you are, there you are, and here I am ministering to you. Hallelujah! So how in the world can I not go... Thank you, Jesus. How many of you in here have ever heard from God and because you made the decision and you followed what He said, I'm talking about a specific thing, not something that was kind of arbitrary or could have been, blah, blah, blah. No, you know that God spoke to your heart and because you obeyed Him, man, it saved your bacon. That was a theological term, by the way. (laughs) Look it up in your Strongs. No, I'm just kidding. But, but do you understand what I'm saying to you? That's God speaking to you because He loves you, and when you obey Him, and if you listen to Him, sometimes things can be very much, you know, back in that rearview mirror, never even catching up to you because you obeyed Him. Amen. Because He loves you. Amen? You. But He's God. Pastor, you know, why do we have to review where we've been and all that? Just for that. Because there are people in this room who haven't been here. There are people who are not in this room who should be here. And there are people who are listening who maybe hadn't listened for the other two weeks. So here's what I'm saying. There's this... there's this, All of these things are flowing together and I, and I really do believe that God is dealing with me as this pastor of this congregation and hopefully with some of you as well. I've not been very shy about... Um, you know sharing with you some of my frustrations, you know I, 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 I told you I don't want to continue to do church like we've been doing it you know and then looking at attendance and seeing attendance and then judging myself as it relates to attendance and saying, well, maybe I'm not communicating properly you know are the messages this and that? But I want to tell you again, and I'm going to mention this, and and I'm glad there's somebody visiting so I get to say some of the same things over. i got an excuse now. Thank you so much. But but think about this for a minute. Uh, How many times in recent past where you guys have shared with me, Pastor, just before the service... We were talking about those things. There's no way you could have known that. And then you got up in the pulpit and you preached exactly what we were talking about—the questions that we've had. And there are people in this room that are shaking their heads because they know that it's true. And that's not because I, you know, I'm listening. No, God is listening. (laughs) Holy Spirit, God is listening, and God cares about you. And He wants you, listen, He's not trying to keep Himself hidden from any of us. So when you have questions, or you're, there's something on your heart or on your mind, Holy Spirit is, 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 is hearing, He knows. And my brothers and sisters, He's bringing you the message so that you will know, I hear you, here's your answer. Now here's the question, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You ask the question, you get the answer. So many times, I, I, I just, you know, people with, have asked me questions in the past. And, and I'm going to t- tell you again, I mean, it's not necessarily just spiritual as it relates to being the pastor of this church or, you know, a, a spiritual elder and, and just counseling people and stuff like this. And I'm sure some of you are going to relate to this after I've mentioned this. Even at my other profession, you know, uh, people will a- ask you a question, you give the, them the sincere answer, and you could see in their face. It wasn't the answer that they wanted. It wasn't the answer that they expected. And so they're disappointed in me. Or you, as it were. Has anybody else in this room ever experienced anything like that? Whether it be spiritual, or just whether it be on a professional level, or whatever the case may be. So you understand what I'm saying. So imagine how frustrating that might be for someone like me, who, you know, someone has a problem, they're asking a question, and you give them right out of the scripture, and... It's frustrating, right? Because, listen, my brothers and sisters, and while well, you're preaching to the choir, those folks that have made it every Sunday and those folks, especially my Wednesday group, you members that are here now, well, you know, we're here. We're, okay, but yes, you are. You are. But you're also part of the, the, the core group. We have to, as a core group, make sure that we're doing everything that we could possibly do as it relates to when we come together and as it relates to what we're doing outside the walls. Part of the problem with churches or church attendance is we come to church and there are certain periods in our lives or throughout the day or throughout the week where we go ahead and we live the message that we hear, but then we also have those times where we don't. So that we're trying to minister to people, and you know, I, I, it just amazes me how so many times in the in the Scripture, you know, Jesus sends somebody away. You know, the, the woman at the well, which we may refer to if the Lord allows a little bit later. I mean, she has an, an encounter with Jesus, and then she goes and she, you know, grabs not her husband, but he ends up ministering to the whole town. Yeah. I, I told this guy told me my whole life. Yeah. You know what would happen if I told you your whole life? You wouldn't come back, and, and, as, and I'm not. Tr- you know, and I appreciate you paying attention. But the problem is, my brothers and sisters, it, I'm going to confess to you, I've failed in some areas in this regard through the years. Michelle and I have been doing this quite a long time, and there are a lot of people that are in and out of this place, and we've had people that are in that that are not. In the, I, I'll give you some specifics. Uh, there are people who are not here because I didn't say things openly and rebuke certain people openly. But they don't know whether I did it in private or not. You see what I'm saying? So there are some people who say that I rebuked them from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what they were doing. (laughs) But they're not here because I rebuked them from the pulpit. So no matter what happens, no matter what side of the pendulum you, know, you swing by, it's, it, someone's not going to be happy. So as I'm discussing this with Michelle during the week, I've got my notes and I'm, you know, God is dealing with me and I'm, I don't want to preach this. I, I just don't want to talk like this because I know people are not blah, 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 so on and so on. The, the The mental gymnastics, not spiritual, the mental gymnastics that I'm going through throughout the week when I'm battling, what, you know, I, God, I don't want to say that. But you, are you with me? But here's the thing. So I said to Michelle, this is a problem. Because no matter if I, if if I try to counsel somebody and let them know their faults, they get mad at me. If I don't do it, then somebody else is getting mad at me. Or, you know, and then either way, you know, they leave the church, go to back to the community, talk bad about me and the whole nine yards. Yeah, okay, boo hoo, big deal. But here's the problem. I don't want to bring a reproach to the kingdom. I, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, so keep praying for me. But, but here's the thing, my brothers and sisters, that's, I say to Michelle, she says, listen, this is so profound. She said, anybody who doesn't love the Lord does not want to be corrected. Amen. Anyone who does not want to be corrected because I'm saying, listen, the, the Bible says that you know when He loves you. He, he He rebukes those who He loves. So when someone rebu- when God is rebuking me, that means He wants He's correcting me, just like we do our own children. Amen. Okay, so now then, conversely, that means if I don't want the rebuke from God, then I don't love God. But nevertheless, that's where we find ourselves, isn't it? And there's a lot of people, Christians, and I'm using the air quotes pretty liberally, Christians who would do that and have quit churches over situations like that. I'll tell you this, and in, now I'm, I'm confessing to you my faults. Man, I've had people in the church that have you know, been, you know, oh, pastor this, and praising and worshiping, and blah, blah, blah. And in the meantime, their kids are telling the youth leaders how rotten they are. Now, I understand children sometimes stretch the truth. I understand that, but no, not all the time. So now I'm at, I, I'm, I'm at, a, I'm at a loss. Do I address this with these people? They're going to know where I heard it. So now I'm putting the kids in jeopardy. Right? In the meantime, I'm, the messages are the messages. I'm just letting it go. Whatever the Lord is, is giving me, and those of you who have been with me for a long time, I'm just letting it go. The message says it all. The message, I I know a a pastor who's real close to me says, I don't even counsel anymore. If someone wants counseling, I say, listen to the message. There's counsel in the message. There's a lot to that. I'm not going to say that I'm going to have that same attitude, but at the same time, if we would listen and pay attention to what God is saying from the pulpit, and if that preacher is hearing from God, and like I'm saying, there's a lot of you who confirm, yeah, that was just what I needed to hear, or, you know, this is what we were talking about. So then God is reading your mail, God knows your whole life. So now watch, there's also been some times where I've had people in here who are ex-pastors. I've had people come up to the altar and the, and just pray and want to pray and want to be involved in the ministry and I've had people where you know the Lord just said something to me so I said something to them never saw him again I, I okay Lord did I miss you did not nope I know I didn't miss the person I, I miss God rather and that and, and I was very kind about it very but but you see what I'm saying so what do I do I'm not asking you what I what I should do. That's rhetorical. What I'm saying to you is, listen, listen. Forgive me. Some of you have been with me for a long time for not just letting it rip. Sometimes when I should have let it go publicly, I've had people. I've had people. I I got home after a message and I had the phone was ringing, waiting for me, because of what I preached. This person said I was preaching at them and they just called me names and told me how lousy I was. I didn't even know. That, and I preached about a certain sin. And, and listen, I had an old southern gentleman tell me something a long time ago. He said, Tony, he said, You throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one you hit. Listen, so so, here, so why am I saying all of this stuff? My brothers and sisters, you, we, you, we come to church, it's about worshiping God. And I worship God. Listen, in Romans 12, we're to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Holy and acceptable. When did that become the wrong thing to do in Christendom? Be pure for you know, purify yourself for I am pure. Be holy for I am holy. When did all of a sudden? Well, we, you know, well, you know, we're not going to get people into church that way. We're going to offend some people. You know. listen. It's be holy for I am holy. Amen. Amen. And so now, anybody like, oh, you're a Pharisee. Right? Okay, well, call me all of the names that you want. But here's what we have. To, let's let's. I'm going to go all the way back. He is God. We are not. We are created to worship Him. And if you have a problem with that, I'm, I, I I can't help you. I, I, I just know what it says. So now when I try to twist and turn and contort and try to listen, get God to help me in my life. Now remember what I've always said for a long time now. God is not into behavior modification. God is into transformation. He wants you and I transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen. And He's done everything He could for us. He didn't just write the, the law and then say, okay, see you later. Let's see how it turns out. He did not do that. Thank you. That's so awesome. That's love. Thank you. Thank you. I worship and adore Him. So now Wednesday, so we have my Wednesday group, don't worry, you're not going to hear. Wednesday we were in Philippians. We started Philippians and I don't know I'm going to tell you guys right now who are with me on Wednesday. I thought we were going to go ahead and start a study on the whole book. I don't know if that's... It might have been just for this. So, we'll see what the Lord says. In Philippians chapter 1, in verse 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled with fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So let's take this apart just a wee bit. And this I pray. So now this is uh, the Holy Spirit speaking through the Apostle Paul to the church of Philippi, right? Okay. That your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. You know what he's saying? You need to be growing. You need to be growing. See, my brothers and sisters, we are lacking that. I don't mean growing in numbers of people in the seats. I'm talking about individuals. I am amazed at the kind of questions that I get asked from 30-year veterans of the faith. Basic Bible stuff. And sometimes I want to say, listen, don't even worry about that. Don't even if if you're there, don't even worry about that. You you should be more into get down on your face before Jesus. See what go back and read the Gospel of John. Go back and absorb and study it. Don't just read it and then okay. Tony told me to read this. Let's see how fast I can get over with. No, go in there and this is our Lord Jesus Christ. No, no, no. This is God. In the flesh. This is God, the invisible God, who cannot be seen. The God, listen, the God who no one can see. Let's make that very, very, very plainly. That's why He's a triune God. He takes different images so that He can be known and seen. But He's one God. Amen? Amen. One God. So don't talk to me about the Trinity and don't talk to me about... Listen, there's one God. One Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And one Holy Spirit that He ministers to all of us through, by, and for. Hallelujah. So now, look. Oh, big deal. That's just for you to get a hand clap. No. It's still a problem for some people that have lived in my atmosphere for the last 20 years. Are you kidding me right now? My brothers and sisters, listen. Listen. God, who clothes Himself in unapproachable light. What does that mean? He is so bright, the brightness of His glory is, you can't see Him. And it's so hot that if you got near Him, you would burn up. That God put on a body so that you and I could see Him. This Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, listen, so God showed us the way. Why? How? By taking a body. So now, the the God who created me, who I really can't wrap my mind around, no matter how intelligent I think I am, no matter how spiritual I think I am, that God is too big for me ever to wrap my brain around. But what He did, He went ahead and He took a body, and He lived a life, and He made it plain. His character, His holiness, and most of all, His love. So now, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, you have some basic questions. Doesn't Hebrew say it? Man, you guys ought to be... Man, you should be taking the meat, but you've got to have the milk. Okay. Thank you. But, 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 but here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. I'm not trying to criticize you or put you down. But listen, if we're going to do those things that God has called us to do, we need to go there as a group. No one left behind. I don't think that anybody in this room is better than anybody else. I don't think Luke knew exactly where that scripture is. Luke's not better than you, me, or anybody else. Luke is Luke. Amen. Luke studies the Bible. So look, look, look. Same Bible that you and I can study. Amen? Amen? All right. Now, that's good. And there's a lot of people that know the Bible. But living it is the issue. I pray that you will my bounds still more and more in knowledge and discernment. He's talking about spiritual discernment. You've got to be growing in Christ, growing in love, growing in your knowledge of God, in your knowledge with God, and God blessing you with the, listen, with the spiritual gift of knowledge. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, that's why that third person of the Trinity is so important. And giving you discernment, spiritual discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent. What does that mean? That you're living your life the way God has told you, taught you, showed you. That's what that's saying. So that you're, so now don't raise your hands. don't raise your hands. I'm not talking about Sunday and Wednesday. I'm talking about every day of your life. Is that how you're living? Do you live according to what you already know? And so here here's, so, so it boils back down to this. Let's go back here. He's God. I'm not. See, some of us still want to be God in our own lives. It's my life. It is your life. It is. And, and it will be terminated to the extent that you'll be separated from God for eternity if you continue to think that it's your life. Boy, this is a hard message, ain't it? No, this is, just, this is the ABCs. This is Christianity 101. This is it. Amen? Amen? Okay, so being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. What does that mean? You know what it means? That means, listen, when you're living according to what you know and you're growing, you now have godly character. The fruit of the Spirit is now part of who you are. So now you have these fruits of righteousness, these fruits of right standing with God. You're in communion with Holy Spirit. Now the character of God starts to be your character. You're starting you're you're putting those on display. Hallelujah. Now people want to say, What church you go to? Where'd you learn that? Just saying. Amen? Boy, it's getting a little warm in here, ain't it? Maybe it's the jacket. What do you think, Luke? Amen. <laughs> so now I'm going to go back to John 4 and that woman at the well. And here's, here's the issue. This is what we have to make the decision about. Remember when, you know, Jesus was at the well, they had this conversation and he, you know, she, he told me my whole life. He goes, but remember what she said when, she, when he told her her whole life, quote unquote, she said, I perceive you're a prophet. And so, sen- so then she starts asking this, this theological question. The Jews say worship here, our fathers say on this mountain, so on and so forth, right? But remember what Jesus said. The hour is coming, 423, and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I want you to really look at this part with me. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Did you see that? See, so it doesn't matter what I'm thinking, what I'm seeking, the answer I want. What does God want? There it is. He wants you and I to worship Him in spirit and in truth. What's God's will for my life, Pastor? Worship Him in spirit and in truth. And if you're truly worshiping Him in spirit and in truth, the little details of your life, they'll be worked out. They'll be worked out. But it all starts, my brothers and sisters, with worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. That's it. That's everything. I'm afraid, my brothers and sisters... Here's, remember we are also in Matthew, I think it was like three weeks ago as part of one of the messages. In matter of fact, I think it was the uh, the three weeks ago uh, when we were talking about, you know, he deserves our best two or three weeks ago. Please forgive me for not knowing. Remember when Jesus was being challenged again by the Pharisees about his um, disciples not washing hands and all that. And he man, Jesus, you're worried about that kind of puny stuff. All of these other things that you've added to the law. You know, you, you add and you put your traditions, and you're more worried about your traditions than the word of God, than what the law of Moses says. So you've put more emphasis on those things. And you're judging people according to those things. And remember, Jesus quoted to them. And I'm going to read you the quote, and it'll be up on the board. Isaiah 29, 13. Therefore the Lord has said, as much as these people draw near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have moved their hearts far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Okay, so look. I'm not against other people's books or anything else like this. But... That's all well and good. I've read some books in my past that I've, and I've learned from other ministers and I'm not saying, oh, that, that's sinful if you read, pick up another. No. But if you don't have time to read this, don't read anything else. Amen. Read this. Amen. This is the Word of God. I don't need someone's commentary on this before I read this. Right? That's why He gave me Holy Spirit. Amen. Right? That's... That's what grace is all about. Remember the definition of grace. It's not just this unmerited favor. I, didn't, I stink on ice, but God loves me anyway. And I can do what I want, and I'm going to fail and fall, and God still loves me. That's, no. No. Grace is understanding what the will of the Lord is and the power to do it. That's grace. I don't deserve that, but He gave it to me anyway. He, he, listen, I didn't deserve Jesus to die for my sins, but He did it so that I could be reconciled back to Him. And when I'm reconciled back to him, he gives me gifts. He led captivity cap- captive and gave gifts to men. Hallelujah. And those gifts include all of his grace. And I'm grace upon grace. Right? We're moving from grace to grace, just as by the Spirit of God. We're growing. We should be growing and moving. And as we're growing and moving, the people around us notice it. And now you have opportunity to minister Christ. And if they come along with you to church, hallelujah, praise the Lord. If they don't, doesn't matter. Minister Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And if they go to another church, just tell them you're going to the wrong one. No! If they go to another church, as long as they're preaching truth, hallelujah, the Praise the Lord. They're not your enemy. They haven't uh, insulted you or me. Listen, my brothers and sisters, there are a lot of ministers out there who are preaching truth. A lot of them are not. But there are a lot of them who are. So my brothers, my sisters, if you minister to your neighbor, you're ministering to a loved one, you're minister, Man, just preach Jesus, Him crucified. My brothers and sisters, don't worry about all of this other stuff. Live your life according to what you know. And grace upon grace upon grace be growing in this love. Be growing so that now all of a sudden you have this more knowledge and more discernment, and now you're going to know what to say. You're not going to have to worry about, man, if I say this, it's going to offend them. No, just keep growing in love, knowledge, and discernment. All of these spiritual gifts and attributes that God will bless you with as part of His grace to you. Now all of a sudden, you're going to actually make a difference for the kingdom. Imagine that. And that's part of your worship. That's part of your worship. Isn't that great? Aren't you so glad you came this morning? I am too because I didn't want to preach to empty seats. Hallelujah. But now listen. This is what I'm afraid of. What, What? You know, we say the right things at the right time and around the right people, but when we are off with other people or we get by ourselves, we compromise or we say some different things. You see, you can't have it both ways if you're still compromising pretty regularly, then that means you need to get saved. You, you may not have had the, a real experience with Jesus. And I'm not trying to be hypercritical, and I'm not trying to mock you. or, or you know, I'm just saying, listen, you really have to have that point in time where Jesus calls you, He knocks on the door of your heart, and you open up and you let Him in. Now, in that moment, you're born again. But my brothers and sisters, that doesn't mean in that moment, all of a sudden, the angels are singing everywhere you walk, the clouds are opening, the sun is shining, you've got the halo around. It doesn't mean that. It means now there's this channel that's now open. Now when you read the Bible, it's going to start to make a little bit more sense to you. And the more you read and the more you obey, he gives it, look at Acts chapter five, he gives the spirit to those who obey him. So you'll get more spirit. The more, you give. the more you live in it, the more you got it. The more... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But now we're listening. I don't want anybody, my grandkids, my kids, anybody, and I, and I don't have to worry about that. My kids will check me out. My grandkids. I, I don't want anybody who just hear a message here and say, well, that's what I believe because Pastor Tony believes that. No. Don't. Read it. Check it out. Study it. Study it. You're going to hear so many things, young people. Especially, you're going to hear so many things, and they're going to continue to try to change what this says. Listen, I want to remind you every chance I get. If you don't have a paper copy of a Bible, make sure you get one. Because if you're only if you're only depending on the electronic versions, they're not going to be true. They're going to be edited. Pretty soon they will start editing those. They've done it for years, but they're going to make it so that all that will be available electronically will be edited versions. Oh, you think I'm lying? Check, I'm, t- I'm not lying. You think I'm just kind of come conspiracy theorist? I'm telling. Just read the Bible itself, and it'll tell you what's going to happen as we get closer and closer to the end. And we're there. We are so close. Aren't we? So that's why there's this urgency, there's this intensity that we should have. It should be, but it has to start with worshiping God. We can't worship the church. We can't worship elements of the church. We can't worship a church, listen, a denomination. We can't, we can't even, listen, we can't even get, you know what? I'm going to change the way I've been praying. For years and years, Michelle and I both you know, praise and worship is so important to us. We pray praying for ministers, I'm sorry, for musicians and, and, and for you know, worship leaders and all this. You know what? I'm not even praying for that anymore. You know what? I, what we have is what we have. And here's the problem I'm going to say this now, and you hear me. Here's the problem with what we have. We're so caught up in all of the stuff that what we have isn't good enough. Come on, we don't sing the right songs, we don't have the synthesized music, we don't have the... the... Let, me, let, me, let me remind you of a couple of things. Let me remind you of this. Remember when they dedicated the temple, when Solomon built that unbelievable temple? Remember when they built that? You, re- you remember what happened when they started singing and praising God? The Spirit filled that place so much. They fell out. The Spirit filled that place so mightily and so heavily. Man, it just it stunned them. They, they fell out. Right? Okay. So, well, well, Tony, they did have instruments. Yes, they did. They had instruments, but they didn't have any auto-tuners. They didn't have any electronic thing. They had some string. They probably had some harps because we know David made some instruments. David, David was a worship leader, brothers, sisters. worship. So David, that was one of the legacies of David. He restored worship back to the kingdom of Israel. And so they knew how to make music with whatever primitive instruments that they had. But now we come in, and, but every, was, was everybody in there? Did everybody in there that was singing and making out? did everybody have a voice like Frank Sinatra? For some of you uh, younger kids, that's a really good singer way back when uh, uh, Papa Tony was, you know, young. That was a an excellent voice, right? Not, you know, there was no hip-hop. They didn't have to worry about, oh, are we gonna sing the right songs? Because if we don't sing the right songs, maybe young people aren't gonna get it and you know they're gonna leave and they're not gonna stay in the temple and we're gonna to have to do something. Did they do that? No. They sang a praise and worship to the Lord. The Lord heard it. The Lord received it, and the Lord filled the place where they were. Man, that's all we need to do is come in here. And don't worry about who's up here. Don't worry about what instruments. Don't worry about what recording. Don't even worry about what song. As long as it's praising the Lord. As long as it's about worshiping God. Sing it with everything that you got. Well, I don't like that song. I don't sing very good. It doesn't matter. Sing it with everything that is in you. And see what happens. Can you just try that a couple times for Papa Tony? (sighs) hallelujah. If He did it for them, He'll do it for you. Amen. If He filled the place then, He'll fill the place now. Thank you, man. He's no respecter of person. Listen, it's about worshiping Him. Yeah, but I don't like that song. Who cares what you like? Because it's not for you. Right. Yeah, but my voice. It doesn't matter. He Listen, He wants your heart. It doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. Because you're singing from your heart. He doesn't care how you sing. He cares what you sing. Hallelujah! Amen. But remember, because he gave that message very plainly and Jesus repeated it in his day. And that was, okay, I hear, I, I see your lips moving. I see your lips moving. But I also see how you move during the week when you're not in church. I also see how you speak when you're around certain people how you let certain words fly. I also see how you act when things don't go your way. Am stepping on anybody's toes? It's not me. Not me. See, that's about worship. That's, that's how we worship. We worship God, not just by what we say. It's where it's coming from. Hallelujah. God, we love you. Hallelujah. Lord, be glorified in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul. Rejoice. Take joy, my King. In what you hear, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, be merciful to us as we try to learn more about you, as we want to get closer to you. Lord, as we try to keep you the center of our lives, Lord, help us, empower us, grant us more grace that we may be empowered to do it. Lord, in this moment, there are people in this room who fully acknowledge that we've blown some issues in our lives. But Lord, in this moment, we also bring them to the feet of you, Jesus, at your cross, where you've bled out for all of it. And so now we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. And we ask again for your grace that those things stay behind us and we continue to move forward with you. Your will be done in our lives, Jesus. Amen? Amen. He heard that. If you meant that, He heard that. Hallelujah. James 1, 21, 22. Almost done. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. you want to worship God? Listen. But receive it. Remember, how many weeks ago was this? Somebody help me out here. Remember, Rhema. The Logos has to be Rhema to you. It has to be action. It has to be active. You could hear Logos. You could perceive Logos. But it has to be Rhema. It has to be Rhema. Amen? Amen. Come on. So, So, I want to speak. Hallelujah. So many have been reading on and off dipping in and out um, thinking that i'm i'm okay uh, i'm not doing this anymore i'm not doing that anymore I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 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 okay i'm good i'm i'm not doing what that other guy that says he's a christian is doing don't judge your life according to other christians quote unquote judge it according to jesus so now okay i'm, I'm you know this is happening that's a no. Are you being empowered by this word to totally transform your life? Not to dip your foot in the pond once in a while. Not to just mod- modify your behavior. No, no, no. Are you, are you being totally transformed? Are you no longer living according to that? Are you, let's, let's just say it this way. Is God the center of your life? Is God in control? Are you living a life that shows your worship of the one who created you? Is that the case? Because that's what it all boils down to. Amen? I've brought out the elements. We're going to have communion. If that's not you, if, it's, if you don't understand it, then don't do it. And don't, no one in this room will look down upon you. And if you're watching digitally, I'm going to give you a few minutes. If you want to get the elements so you could partake with us, awesome. Love to, to do that with you together in spirit. But my brothers and my sisters, let me read something to you out of Revelation. You, it's not going to be on the board, so just listen. Full attention. 5.8 Now when he had taken up the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, golden bowls of incense, which were the prayers of all the saints. Did you hear that? This is a picture in heaven. This is John seeing what he's seeing in heaven. And this is, this, these are the incense. The incense, this bowl of incense is the prayers of all the saints. So, so what does that mean? That means in this setting, in this holy atmosphere, in this holiness, in this, before Jesus, where this tremendous worship of God is going on, your prayers are being brought before Him as incense, a good thing. Amen? That is an awesome, awesome thing, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, every tongue, every people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000. What is that? Anybody know what that? What is that? Like a hundred million or something? Is that a hundred million? million? Ten thousand times ten thousand? Nah, That's more than a million. That's a lot. Anyway, ten thousand times ten thousand, whatever that is, it's a bunch. All of those people, all of those beings, I should say, those angels, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings that's worship these are angelic beings these are this is the elders and all sitting before god the lamb jesus and singing all of this praising him magnifying him worshiping him and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them i heard saying Blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. That's what it's about. It's about worshiping Him. Amen? So now, as we take this communion, as we take this Lord's Supper, listen, this isn't about... In in this moment, this is probably one of the most worshipful things we can do. But it can also be some of the most sacrilegious things we do. God told us about that in Corinthians. So listen, if you don't understand it, then don't do it. It's okay. It's okay. If you find yourself in the condition where you're not really living for God right now or whatever the case, then it's okay. But now listen, if you understand that this is all about Jesus, I'm identifying with you. I'm living my life in communion with you. My life is your life. My life is your life. And unity of the saints. When we take this together, we're all acknowledging we're part of one body. One body. His body. Amen? He's the head, we're the body. It's His body. Amen? This is part of this, this mystery that we get to live and be a part of. My brothers and sisters, in a minute come up, serve yourselves. Husbands, if you want to serve your wives, that's great. Um, I'll I'll take care of mom and mom and mom. But listen, as we're doing this, take time. Tony, don't worry about playing any music. Listen, we don't need any mood mood music. Christ is here. Christ is here. Confess. Repent. That's all it takes. Lord, I'm acknowledging this. and And I know this is, listen, this is not what you've called me to be. So, Lord, in this moment, please forgive me and help me not to do this again. How about this? Lord, I keep falling back. This thing continues to be a stumbling block to me. I need your strength. I need your power. I've brought this to your cross so many times. Whatever that is. Listen, I'm saying these things to try to free you up. Holy Spirit wants you to know it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter how many times you failed. Now is the good time to bring it back to Christ. Put it under the blood. Have communion with Him. Ask for His grace, mercy, and His power that you may have victory over this thing once and for all. I'm going to speak one more thing, and some of you ain't going to like it. You forgot how to be humble. You thought because you know you're, you've accomplished a few things in your life, both in the flesh and spiritually, but you forgot how to be humble. Humility before God and before man is huge, huge. Sometimes you may have, you may be the, theologically speaking, you may have all of the knowledge, but if you're if you're so proud, if you're not humble at all, you ain't teaching nobody, right? So now I'm covering a lot of things and this is probably not the kind of communion service many of you have been a part of. I'm telling you, I'm not doing things the same anymore. We need to make a decision. And I want this to be part of the spiritual marker for a new decision. Those of you who plan on being here for the next however long, those of you who are the pillars, those of you who are the the core group of this church, we have got to go ahead and get a hold of God to the extent that we're nothing, it's, it's about Him. We're worshiping Him. I don't care about anything else. We need to worship God. Let it start today. Bring whatever you are, whoever you are, whatever baggage you have, set it at the feet of Jesus and let's have communion with Him and each other. Amen? Take a few minutes. Jesus, our God, we love you. And in this moment, we give you all honor, glory, and praise as you've instructed us to do this in remembrance of what you've done for us. Lord, there have been prayers that have been uttered. There have been confessions that are made. And now, Lord, we just thank you for the renewed Vessels that you've made us. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue to pour into us. Help us, Lord, to continue to keep you the center of all that we do. Lord, in the days ahead, when times get hard, help us, Lord, to remember this moment when we had communion with you. And let us know that in those moments, we're not further away than we are right now. And thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen. So, my brothers and sisters, uh, we've done this so many times in so many ways. Um, And I'm not as good at peeling this stuff off as I should be. So, why don't you go ahead, and if you've got your little wafer there ready to go, just pray. Lord God, this is your body we remember how your body was broken for us. Lord, you said to do this to remember until you return. Lord, that body that went into the tomb came out alive. That body that was broken for us. Father, that we would not have to receive that same wrath. And so we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. you. And we ask, Lord, as we take this communion, again, to keep us ever mindful that in this moment, We're we're as close as we want to be. And in those moments away from here, when we're challenged, we're as close as we want to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Take a knee. Now we know traditionally according to the gospels that he took the cup and he said this is my blood and he announced the new covenant sealed with his own blood which was totally in line with every every spiritual law that god it's in totally in line this hallelujah so so god in the old testament is god in the new testament without the the shedding of blood there's no remission of sin so our god shed his blood that our sins could be forgiven. So, Lord, thank you for washing away that sin that kept us out of fellowship with our Father. We thank you, Lord. And we, we understand, Lord, that there's so, this blood is so powerful, more than just the thing that washed our sin away. So, Lord, in the days ahead, as we are challenged, Father, we please your blood. On every situation. We ask, Lord, that you keep us wiped with your blood. Lord, let us always be mindful of this moment. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you. Amen. Take a drink. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I know that um, some of you may have children or some of you may have to be somewhere or whatever. We're just going to go out singing. And before we do, I just want you to know that in the days ahead, um, I'm really hoping that it won't be just me that God is communicating to and through. I'm hoping that some of you will bring forth some of these ideas, some some of these things that God would move this congregation toward, I would hope that some of you are moved and motivated by God to do some things in this body, among this body. We we need to be doing things on our own. Yeah, we finance a lot of ministries, but some of those ministries need to be coming right from this building, right from this body. Amen? Amen? So continue to pray, continue to worship, and God will lead. Amen? So let's sing to him.